This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that's full of MILFs, and by MILFs, I mean moments I'd like to forget. My name is Alice Vaughn, I'm your host, and with me is my brilliant co-host today, Meredith Jacqueline. How are you doing, Meredith? I am doing good, and actually I am a certified MILF. I'm 30, so I'm a porn MILF. Well, I actually have a kid. So, well, yeah, once you're over 30, you're a porn MILF. (laughs) Okay, now we need to know, is our third guest a MILF? I mean, in the right circumstances, anyone's a MILF. If you put your mind to it, you're a MILF. I have given birth to two other people, yes. So you're a MILF. (laughs) A PILF parent I'd like to fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I would go for PILF, mostly because I like the yeah, it, you know? Pilf. Oh, gosh, there needs to be a new acronym. So instead of a uh, Pilsner, it's like Pilfner. Pilfner. Ooh. What could the N-E-R stand for? My brain doesn't work in that way. Uh, <laughs> my brain is going to like non-egregious rectangle. I'm like, Alice, those aren't words you put together. And that's not even no. the thing. I mean, they're beautiful no. together, though. Like, <laughs> how did you come up with that just on the fly? Like, it sounds good. What an incredible brain. It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> Geometry, go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have, and this is the first time I'm going to say this. So we have comedian and death historian, Nash Flynn on the show. So death historian. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not, it's not that different from comedy um, in that. When I'm doing it, no one is talking to me. It's not a conversation. Mm. We're just dead people, people that are watching me bomb on stages, you know? Um, Truthfully, it's weird. I did grad school, and I was studying gravestone iconography. Finished that, and then I gave birth to two people. I got the house. We started a farm. And then I was like, you know what? I really miss the quiet of dead people. I don't know why I would miss that in a house with two toddlers. Um, and so I reached out to a, to a comedian friend of mine, and I said, would you be interested in starting a comedy project about dead people? And he was like, yeah, all right. That seems pretty, like, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> How can we make death funny? Oh, I can make death funny really easily. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> Most of the people I talk to are non-responsive, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they tend to do that. Um, but the nice thing about skeletons is they're always smiling, even when mm, they're quiet. That's true. That's heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. They're happy little bugs. <laughs> I mean, death is, and just kind of like everything surrounding death and cultural differences and how they handle death and all that, it is really interesting. Like, I can understand the interest in researching that professionally. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting path academically, because even in the history realm, everyone's kind of like, you do what? Because I did sort of a history slash archaeology focus, because so much of my work was tangible. So even in, in the history community, it, it is one of those things where people are like, that's a little weird, you're a little weird. <laughs> but in comedy, because so much of this is how funny can you make the unfunny, what can you possibly talk about? I think more people were accepting of it in a comedy sphere than they were academically. Yeah, totally. I mean, comedians are dark people. Right. It's where it's where the funny comes from. Is, is it darkness. is. Absolutely. When I meet a comic who, like, has never experienced any sort of personal tragedy, I'm just like, ugh, where is this Gross. even coming from? This is uninspiring. <laughs> these jokes are stolen from someone who has real pain. <laughs> yeah. I saw these jokes on Twitter already. 
(laughs) Yeah. Where they're really hurting on the internet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I saw these on 2014 Tumblr. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's where real pain started. We invented pain on Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me, but I had a live journal. Oh, I did too. I had a dead journal. (laughs) I've been very on brand my Mm -hmm. whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, comedy makes sense. I mean, uh, especially doing it yourself. I, I can't imagine, you know, as a death historian, you know, translating that into writing punchlines for morticians. Yeah, they're not funny people, I found. I can't imagine. But if they were, <laughs> if they were, I mean, I think they drink a lot of their own chemicals. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I don't know that those translate universally outside of the realm of being filled with fluid. But. To be fair, I saw a picture on Twitter of like all these different embalming fluids in their bottles and they were like brightly colored. And I was like, well, that looks like juice. So they're gorgeous. Yeah. I could see why it would be enticing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like a mixology station that you would <laughs> yeah. want to be at, yeah. at, like a frat house. You'd be like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, this is the party of, of my dream juice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if things get any worse or COVID keeps going on, it could look more enticing than it ever has, right? Hmm. <laughs> Have we considered putting fraternities in charge of embalming? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that the worst idea I've had? I think it's a great one. It's a very efficient one. Frankly, we can pay them minimum wage, if not an internship. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be cost effective. Joe's going to be in charge of the juice, like, or like Steve. I don't know. Someone. Make the pledges do it. That's how you get in. You have to go through a full embalming course. Yeah, that's like part of the hazing. You got to embalm a dead guy (laughs) to make it in, you know, Fiji house or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Kappa Zeta Phi is like, hey, uh, these guys died in a car wreck. This is going to take forever. (laughs) And not to be terribly generous, but maybe we could ask the sororities to do the final, you know. Yeah. Look, I, I'm down with letting a bunch of frat dudes do whatever they have to do with science and my dead body. I don't know that I'm going to want that soundbite to exist out there. Um, <laughs> in this context, I'm good with it. But I think once we get to the face part, maybe if someone who knows how to apply eyelashes, I think that would be helpful. I would trust the, soror- the sororities with that part. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They need to up their lash game. That's true. That too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Frat guys need to learn a full highlight contour makeup application, learn how to do lashes, a set of acrylics, learn how to be a bad Ooh. bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying let's take the energy that they have for mayhem and weaponize it into dealing with our dead body problem. I would agree with that. So. <laughs> that is something I will want out there as a soundbite. <laughs> Stand by that one. <laughs> You know what I just realized? Makeup styles change over the years. I mean, even how we do our makeup today in 2021 versus 2016. You know, um, there's a number of tutorials where it's like, yeah, we're not going to contour like that again. Can you imagine if like someone really like a frat bro truly invests himself into like, no, I'm going to learn how to do makeup. And he learns how to do contouring, but it's like 2012, 2016 contouring. (laughs) And like- Maybe you are a beauty influencer who dies and your entire wake is people just being really disappointed in your presentation. And he's so proud. (laughs) You got some heavy 2012 Kim Kardashian (sighs) contour on. (laughs) Oh, and the eyebrows of 2006 Christina Aguilera. Like, (laughs) I have PTSD. 
My eyebrows are tattooed back on my face. <laughs> I don't have any. That's why I have the fringe. Like I have no, yes. there's nothing there. <laughs> my original brows, gone. When I was yeah. in like ninth grade, 1999 or whatever, I tweezed them pencil thin because I saw Gwen yeah. Stefani with her pencil thin brows. And Thanks, Gwen. Here we are. My brows are tattooed back on my face. <laughs> I just had to hide mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing happening up there. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that they don't grow back. No. The decisions you make have consequences, children. <laughs> that is one Wait of the minute. worst consequences I've ever had to experience. Eyebrows don't grow back? Hold on. Turn around. <laughs> Explain this to me. Well, my brow hair never grew back. Eyebrows don't grow back. The fuck? If you overpluck, it's gone. Yeah. Your mustache hairs will come back every time. <laughs> Chin hairs, every time. Not yeah. your eyebrows, though. Every other part of your body, the hair is determined to exist, but your it brows, regenerates. you over-tweeze them a couple of times, and then they're like, well, bitch, we're gone forever. Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know this. I mean, I know people who theirs grew back in, like, decently, but for me, and I'm kind of a naturally hairless person when it comes to body hair, it, like, never, ever again grew back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. As a child, I had very, very intense eyebrows. Um, and then I, in middle school, I was like, I want to look and act like a girl. So I I did the the thing that everyone was doing and overplucked them. And I plucked them too far apart. And that, that part never resolved itself. Oh, man. They're just like, bye. Brutal. But yeah, mine are yeah. so skinny. Not, like the hair is like just like this little tiny line. But see, the fine lines, the fine lines were one thing. Like, you could fix those in post. You know what I mean? Right. It's the sperm eyebrow that really just, mm. it was like bulbous right at the top of your eye. And then it just tapered yeah. into nothing. And those pictures exist of all of us. I don't know that I got all mine. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I don't get famous, I guess. <laughs> don't worry. We're just, we're only the porn Joe Rogans here. So that means no one cares about us. <laughs> Right. I mean, you guys are above death, so <laughs> porn. we made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Porn is up here, and death is on the ground, about six <laughs> feet under. That was the worst joke I've ever told. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be worse. We still have a whole episode. True. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got plaga plenty of time. <laughs> okay, so. I don't know how to say this, except the intro I did to today's show is also true in more ways than one, aside from having MILFs on the show. So remember when I said uh, the part about moments I'd like to forget? Absolutely. Cool. How about moments I definitely forgot? Um, <laughs> we've actually reviewed the first Pirates film on this show. Now, do I remember recording it? Yes. Do I remember anything I said? No. <laughs> Have you ever accidentally gotten yourself too drunk? Oh, all the time. Oh, my gosh. Never. Literally <laughs> never in my life. What kind of show is this? Um, this is on a porn network. <laughs> <laughs> So. We're so controversial, even net porn networks won't take us. They're like, <laughs> hold up. But in all seriousness, we do have an episode out of us reviewing the first porn of um, Pirates. And I, I refuse to listen to it because I know our editor is so good. He edited out my slurring. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> At least for the first 30 minutes. Oh, God. Mm. 
But I'm honestly a little horrified, so I don't want to listen to it. But I'm excited because we're reviewing Pirates 2 today. Stignetti's Revenge. Yeah. I had to watch it twice. Because I'm really bad at paying attention. Like, I, I'm really bad at watching movies unless I'm in a theater. I just have no attention span. And so I watched it one time and it was just like, okay, wait, hang on. I got to like redo this. And it wasn't to where – it wasn't like some of the other ones where it's like all of the plot comes first and then it's the fucking. It was like, you know – involved, which actually I really appreciated that right before each sex scene, it would give a little flash of like what to search for if you just want that scene from the movie. Like it was like, oh, okay, two sexy blondes suck whatever dick. Cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) But um, yeah, I had to put it on twice. I actually put it on my computer and then shared it to my TV screen. So I had it on like a 65 inch television I'm on in my living room while I was like doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Just really spectacular. The budget. Uh, An $8 million porn. Yeah. The budget. Incredible. The, the budget. Yeah. And you know what? It shows. <laughs> it does. Because show. there were times where I was watching this and I, and I forgot it was a porn. I yeah. just thought it was a low-budget quality film. Yes. I thought yeah. it was like a goofy, like a cheesy movie for part of it. And then I was like, oh, no. Okay. They're fucking. I would say that the porn actually takes you away from the... Like, I was like, come on. Be done. Be yes. done. We have to get back to this ridiculous plot line. Same. I was like frustrated with the porn scenes. I was like, seriously, dude? I was like fast-forwarding. Come on. I was like, I don't care about this. <laughs> They've both been down there. Her nose is in your butt. Let's go. Like, I want to be done. Come on her face. Hurry up. <laughs> I know. We're not masturbating here. Let's move. Right. And what I love is they appreciate that, though, with this film. Because they're like, you know what? Normally the sex scenes are 20, 30 minutes long. No, here, 5, 10 yeah. minutes. We, we've got a movie to keep going with. Come on. Right? I need to meet the person who, like, <laughs> sits down to jack off watching this the the whole thing (laughs) like i want to know who watches this for porn they're like yes what kind of horny motherfucker (laughs) excuse you but i have taste (laughs) as a follow-up do they catalog how long they think normal people take between cum (laughs) sessions and is that the gap in which we have to fit plot like they were like well they came then they've got another 12 minutes of rest and then if we don't show a tit we've lost them right like timing the refractory period yeah Yeah. are are there people doing this and if so why i need to know (laughs) well historically how porn films were made were in mind with you're going to rent a VHS. There was no porn internet. Therefore, you buy one or you rent one, you jack off, you put it away, and then you have another scene for another day. And that's why it's such a quick, generally, like a two, three minute intro. And then there's the 30 minute scene. That's normally how it's done. This is, no, we're going to insert a 12 to 20 minute long scripted scene (laughs) And then about five to ten minutes of porn. Right. It's like I can understand this being the norm prior to internet porn. Yeah. But, yeah, I want to know if anyone I know has sat down and watched 
Pirates 2 in its entirety, <laughs> just as a casual viewer who likes yeah. to jack off. Info at two girls on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I don't care about this plot. I'm here because Sasha Gray shows up. I mean, I don't... <laughs> Yeah. It was very early in her career. Like, not that I know that very specifically, but, you know, who is doing this? I yeah. honestly think if you jack off to Pirates 2, you might be a sociopath. Perhaps. Especially since it's so difficult to find the porn scenes among the plot. Right. You have yeah. to watch the whole thing to know where they happen. Even fast forwarding, I'm like, oh, wait, I went too far. There's not five minutes of this. It's two minutes of her blowing and back to content. Yeah, I was into the story. <laughs> yeah. And it, it did feel a little bit like the performers were also over the sex scene. Like at certain right. points, they were kind of like, is Stagnetti here yet? I, <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> right. They were like, okay, cool. Let me get back to my acting. Right? It did feel, and I feel like normally with porn, it's you have porn performers who are forced to do the acting part. Right. Just to, to move the plot along. But this was very much like serious actors were unfortunately having to do porn scenes. Right. <laughs> you, yes. You could tell every one of them like really cared about the acting. Yeah. About their roles. Yeah. I feel like the quality of performers and actors in this particular one are all like pretty well-known names and stuff. And they're all people who probably would want to cross over into mainstream movies at some point. Mm -hmm. And I, like, don't know a lot of porn actors' names, but I recognized most of them. So yeah. Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> so if you know some porn actors' names, we had, uh, so Jesse James, Tommy Gunn, Sasha Gray, uh, Jenna Hayes, Ben English... Of course, Evan Stone as the lead, who we've had on the show and is a friend of the show and fucking amazing. So uh, Captain Reynolds is a friend of the show, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, he was doing the most this whole time. The most. Just like absolutely. He carried the film. I told my boyfriend what I needed to do for work. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got to watch this porn. And I was like, yeah, it's Pirates 2 uh, porn. And he didn't tell me how he knew this but he was like oh yeah the main guy with the long hair he he used to go to my gym and i was like why do you know this movie <laughs> and he glazed over it and won't tell me why he knows that girl he, the call is coming from inside I the was house like, he is the dude watching this i was like have you seen this entire porn he was like no no i just like saw a clip or whatever i was like okay i don't believe you <laughs> oh no so I guess that's the horny motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, you're dating him. Oh, no. <laughs> I am dating him. Well, okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, if you want to watch this just for the acting, an R-rated version of the film is also available. It is one of the most expensive porns ever produced. And also, uh, it won, maybe this is wrong, because I have 24 wins and 17 nominations. I feel like this is the other way around, because that's not possible. Um <laughs> Maybe 24 nominations and 17 wins. It's one of the two. It won a ton of awards, and uh, rightfully so. And uh, I guess the last fact was that I found that the University of Maryland really wanted to screen the film, but Senator Andrew Harris basically said, we're going to attempt to strip any funding from your school if you air this porn film. What a prude. Wow, boo. Right? You suck, Andrew. If anyone is watching porn already, it's college kids. Like, 
Come on. On your internet, Andrew. Yes, exactly. On the school internet. <laughs> in their campus apartments and dorms. They're jacking off like more than anyone else. More than porn. <laughs> right. Those rooms are just, don't go near them. Filthy. <sighs> Dorm rooms are probably the most filthy, cum-covered places on the planet. My dorm in college was, um, I was the first person ever to live in my dorm. It was brand new. So I had the solace of knowing there was no cum in it. When I left, however, covered in cum. Wall to wall. That's how it goes. You're there six months of the year and you have to make the mess, the the best of that. The mess of that? (laughs) The mess of that. Yes. Also that. (laughs) I frequently travel in Airbnbs and hotels, and I'm terrified to take a black light mm, with me. Don't do it. Don't no. do but it. See, but see, those are cleaner than dorm rooms. Oh, absolutely, because they have professional cleaning staff. Yeah. They have people who come in and clean. Uh, no one cleans a dorm. Like, no. what college kid Fair is enough. scrubbing their dorm? No. Nobody. I was an RA in my uh, mm. at my university, and uh, I got ringworm like seven times oh, from no. changing beds <laughs> over the summer. They were like, "You're back, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, they really aren't bleaching these sheets. I don't." <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. It was truly the worst job I've ever had. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm so glad that you chose to become something way better in life, you know, like a deaf historian than an (laughs) RA, Jesus Christ. It really set me on that path. (laughs) I feel like being an RA probably made you like, you know what? I don't want to deal with live ones anymore. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I was like, it's cooler when you're dead, actually. (laughs) Less infectious diseases of the skin. (laughs) Absolutely. So this porn, uh, who wants to take a stab at summarizing it? Because we are definitely going to cover the different aspects of the plot. But who wants to just take a stab at the plot here? Okay, so we've got Captain Reynolds, right? He thinks he's the cat's meow in public. Um, He is boasting about killing Victor Stagnetti, which is a bummer considering that the whole show is called Stagnetti's Revenge. <laughs> right. It's a questionable title. Like, um, but, hmm, yeah. Did he actually do anything <laughs> of consequence in this entire film? Stagnetti, what, did, what were you even responsible for? <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. They go to Jamaica, I believe, to mm-hmm. bid for the freedom of Serena, who is Olivia's cousin. Their relationship to Captain Reynolds super unclear. Um <laughs> Not important. So they go to the bid for her freedom. Yeah, we're not worried about it. And the the guy in Jamaica is like, hey, fine, I will give her her freedom if you guys fuck me. That's definitely a thing that didn't happen, but he really wanted to. And also, if you go and kill the pirate captain, Zyfeng. So they go and they try to find Zyfeng. And they do, and they also run into this other dude who really wants to be a pirate boss who's, like, obsessed with gold for some reason. This isn't plot relevant. It just amused me. They run into Zyfeng. Zyfeng brings back Stagnetti from the bottom of Davy Jones' locker by just having a dude go down there and, like, pick him up and yeah, carry him back and do some voodoo magic. Uh, she says, Stagnetti, you can go get revenge. Stagnetti has sex with his first mate, and then dies sort of and that's sort of it (laughs) i mean also the way stagnetti came back to life it was very 
Oh, Jesus, what's that film that has the cinephiles? It's a horror film. Oh, I've never seen any horror movies. It's the one with Pinhead in it. I'm a child baby. I can't watch scary movies. Hellraiser. <laughs> so the way he basically like reincarnated was very Hellraiser-like, which mm. was, yeah, I'm going to just absorb another human being and reanimate. Yeah, like sucks their soul. Yeah. Yeah, there were so many weird moments throughout this film. And if you haven't listened or watched the first film, uh, just assume also Captain Reynolds is um, the best way to describe him. Uh, Zach Zach, uh, Zach Brannigan. Brannigan, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But who could actually be humble at times. Yeah. Okay. He has his moments. I feel like that's pretty accurate. Also... I did not know anything about Davy Jones himself, so I decided to look up the oh. story of Davy Jones because I've always heard Davy Jones, Davy Jones's locker. Do you guys have any idea? There's what- actually a liquor store um, pretty close to my my place called Davy Jones Liquor Locker. Just, huh? I'm pretty confident that's not the origin, but it could be. <laughs> it's really close to the beach. Davy Jones Linus Locker, Liquor Locker. I can't talk. <laughs> It's the liquor. One glass of champagne and I'm fucked up. <laughs> Nash, any idea on what the history of Davy Jones Locker could be um, as opposed to my Google search? I mean, I would guess that he actually started as sort of a legend of there being a, you know, a shipwreck somewhere that they didn't want to go near. Um, and then he was a, assigned some kind of individuality as, you know, we started sailing more on the ocean. But I don't actually know. That was sort of a guess for no reason. So what's interesting is it's actually fairly disputed. The first reference is back to the 18th century. And the phrase Davy Jones locker is an idiom that refers to the seabed, uh, you know, where, you know, people Mm -hmm. and sailors drown at sea and uh, where there's ships resting at the bottom of the ocean. But if you actually look at the origins of Davy Jones, super disputed. There's like and I'm not even kidding you. I found well over a dozen different references where it's like, it could be this, it could be that. One of the references like, well, it could be the devil. It also could be this guy who had a pub who used to just like imprison his drunk uh, patrons and sell them. <laughs> then his pub went under. I don't know. I guess because of like one star Yelp reviews um, <laughs> and then became a pirate. Oh, um, who among us hasn't become a pirate because of bad reviews? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time I open a restaurant, <laughs> logical, the just like, well, this tanked. I'm gonna go be a pirate. <laughs> just quickly, I'll be back before lunch. <laughs> it could be another interpretation of like Ghost of Jonah from the Bible, uh, where God punished Jonah for disobedience uh, and became the devil of the seas. Um, so honestly, I'm not even joking when I say there were literally dozens of different stories and references and no one can really pinpoint to the origin. So if you've ever been unsure why there's no like one story, there you go. Well, now I'm frustrated and I'm going to devote my life to figuring out where that phrase came from. I just like, I need to know things like I need to know the origin of something even if it's like a made-up stupid thing now here we are I'm like well I'm devoting my life to figuring out where that phrase came from as long as he is always portrayed by like daddy Skarsgård, I'm happy yeah 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 totally 
Definitely. <laughs> just toss that. Although I don't actually think Daddy Skarsgård actually played him. I think he was his first mate. So maybe this is all inaccurate. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's not the movie we're talking about today, Nash. Let's move on. <laughs> Look, if we're going to discuss the accuracy of pirates, we could do that. But like I'm going to start by saying most of them act- don't actually use a VPN. Mm, correct. What a bummer. <laughs> if only they had. Probably they'd still exist. That's it. Do you guys know anything about pirates? Like very little. I decided to look into pirates, believe it or not. Damn, you're just doing the most. What's funny, as soon as you said, do you guys know anything about pirates? My Siri popped up like it was going to tell me all about fucking pirates. (laughs) Fucking pirates or fucking pirates? Either one. This is a porn podcast. (laughs) Now... They did rape, pillage, and murder. They were terrible people. Yeah, obviously. Pirates are incredibly terrible. That is the one thing I do know, that, like, their entire thing was to rape and pillage. Like, you know, like the first Americans. (laughs) Not Native Americans. A lot of. The first United States of Americans. Yeah. White people across history. Yes, whites. Pretty much a white people thing. That is, like... Mm -hmm. The one real, you know, when they say white people have no culture, well, that's what it is. They do. Raping yeah. and pillaging. Yeah, they do. Explain mm-hmm. serial killers, mostly white. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So we have a culture and we have tradition, guys. We just like it when you die, I guess. It's not just dog birthday parties, you know. It's not a good culture or anything, but it is a culture. Excuse you, but we brought gender reveal parties to a whole new level. (laughs) And also forest fires. Where would forest fires be without us at our gender reveal parties? True story. Not as dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. White people raping, pillaging, serial killers, gender reveal parties, and kissing your dog on the mouth. That's where we cornered the market. Really good at it. We're unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> for good for us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, I didn't realize that, um, and I don't know why I didn't think this, but apparently being a pirate isn't a career. Apparently a lot of people just did it for a number of years or they did it after... Um, so, like, for example, there were a number of officially government-sanctioned raiders who preyed on enemy shipping, but then after so like the, the government CIA? said... Yeah, more like if... Does the CIA have a faction of people where they rape and pillage and murder their enemies? Yeah, I'm sure. But it's government-sanctioned. So whatever they're doing... No, 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 that's the U.S. military. Okay, cool. So if we had the U.S. military, but then the government said, yeah, you can't do that anymore. And they were like, but this is all we know. It's our lifestyle. And then they just kept doing it for a little while, longer. So when they become cops. Yes. That was Bingo. literally just about to say that. <laughs> so After they they're done with cops. the military and they become police. <laughs> I'm not even kidding when I say they also had a basic form of health insurance. Yeah. Cops. Yeah. So Pretty good benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Also didn't know that a good amount of pirates run away slaves or passengers on slave ships captured by pirates. A lot of those that existed too. So didn't realize that the makeup of pirates was like, yeah, my career just kind of flopped or I have no other career option. We're going to do this. I mean, it makes sense that people who were 
enslaved or were captured by other pirates that were freed or whatever would then become the pirates because they've been put in a position of need and have no other options. And that's all that they know. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you're already at sea, you know, what else are you going to do? Like not a whole lot of job options out there. No. Imagine trying to explain that gap in your resume. Like when people are not career pirates. Like, um, I see for these three years that uh, you have nothing on your resume. What um, Can you explain that? Well, no, I was at sea. And that's all I have to say about that. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if you had to have um, what, what the skill set you need today of, oh, for this entry-level pirate position, you need 10 to 15 years of raping and pillaging. Like, but I'm only 25. <laughs> we really need to see evidence. <laughs> you could take like a LinkedIn skills test. Yeah, yeah. When they, you know, they offer you 35K a year for like 10 years of experience of raping and pillaging. What, did you want me to start raping and pillaging when I was 12? Like, give me a break. Unrealistic expectations (laughs) of the job market. A master's degree? Fuck off. Thanks, LinkedIn. (laughs) The most fucked up thing, if you think about it, is the pirate voice is actually an exaggerated West Country accent. (laughs) Huh. Wait, seriously, if you think about it, a West Country accent is what you think about when you think pirate voice. I guess so. Yeah. So we have made pirates even whiter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's one of those, like, leave it to white people to take something that, like, white people were already doing and, like, make it more white. We're really proud of it. God, we're proud of, like, the worst things. I mean, were we proud of it or did Johnny Depp make us proud of it? Like, that's a Mm. real question, I think. You raise a very Mm. good point there. Like, he really made it look like, wow, white people were enjoying that historically. And that pirates were, like, not bad guys. Yeah. I mean, there's a real morality, you know, among Mm -hmm. (laughs) pillagers and rapists, you know? Yeah, there's a solidarity. They have a code. No, no, they didn't have codes. No codes? They did not have codes. Well, now I feel silly. They did not have codes of like, we will not rape and pillage like children and women or like, you know. Oh, no, they didn't have codes. No, they definitely did not have codes. However, they were very egalitarian and um, very democratic in their processes. So like, for example, it is pretty accurate. Like, for example, in the Johnny Depp film, when they democratically decide to like kick him off the ship mutinies don't really happen because a captain is democratically elected. And even when you get treasure um, or some sort of bounty, you democratically distribute it based on your kind of skill set and job type. So like the lowest totem pole member is not making as much as someone who's working harder or has a more risky job. Trickle down economics. Yeah. So they didn't have good moral codes, but they had good work Together codes, I guess. Good work environment. So like the U.S. government. It's like an HR department, but it's C. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a real established, established? A real established <laughs> metocracy, but like all, all the rest of it doesn't make a fuckload of sense. The <laughs> lawyers aren't there. It's just HR. Yeah, yeah. And it's like one of the worst people you know 
yeah. managing well, HR. Well, HR. You know. <laughs> you democratically elect in HR one of the worst people that works at HR to be the head of HR. Right, you exactly. know, you really want to represent yeah. from the top down. <laughs> So let's talk about some highlights from this film uh, that stood out to you guys. Because for me, um, so first off, I loved all the CGI. Yes. They were like, fuck, we're splurging on this. We need good location. We need good animation. This is definitely what we're putting money into. So I was really proud they did that because you don't see that often in porn. So I was just happy they did it. So kind of like happy to be here. Thank you for doing that, whoever (laughs) produced this. It really added to it. It was great. I couldn't stop laughing at the incredibly racist Asian accents. Oh, my God. And I was just like. Thank you so much for saying that. I was like, oh, my God. This is so bad. I was was watching it and I was like. Was it really this bad in the aughts, or is this an egregious version of what happened in the aughts? But if you think about, like, watching any teen movie from the 80s, the Asian stereotype and the over-the-top, totally racist accent was rampant in the 80s. 100%. I mean, this was 2008. Right, I I was like, at that time, I don't think as much. It was hard to get through. It was. And it seemed to, they were just like enjoying making it worse almost. Yes, absolutely. Every single time she said, I love you, I was like, no, stop. This is bad. That's not okay. I just want to like go back through time and give that woman a hug and be like, I am so sorry that you had to do this. I hope they paid (laughs) you a lot of money. I'm really sorry that you had to make a parody of yourself. Like, this is so awful. To do a porn parody. To do a porn parody. This is too far. (laughs) It's too far. Exactly. (laughs) I'm glad, though, that they gave the Asian character Wu so much credit for actually you know, winning the battle in the first film that they took away from Captain Reynolds. So I will give them that. Yeah. And in this porn parody, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, when, like, Wu won the war because he shot the cannons. Right. And the captain's like, yeah, but I I, kind of called it. And they're like, yeah, but he did the work. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm so glad they attributed the work, the credit where credit's due. (laughs) Right. I agree. You know, and Wu saved the day in this film, too. He did save yeah. the day. Yes. Wu's the hero. Yeah, Wu. You did it, bud. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I am Doesn't always down matter. for taking dings out of white people, to be honest. So I'm like, I was like, okay, th- that was fine. Um, the rest of it was not fine. Captain Reynolds, the one, like, scene of him with like the two, having the threesome and he's like say I'm the best I'm the best like pirate killer and he's like ah. as soon as he comes he's like yeah I'm the best pirate killer <laughs> very Patrick I didn't Bateman. even watch the sex scene I like I caught that I was fast forwarding through it and then I caught like the end of that one and I was just laughing hysterically <laughs> because he was just like say I'm the best pirate killer like, he's, like, coming on their faces, like, mm, yeah, yes. I'm the best pirate killer. <laughs> See, I, I watched the movie straight through. I didn't skip anything. I was committing to this task. And I, <laughs> I don't watch – this is too much about me. I don't watch a ton of porn. Uh, but I remember being, like, 
why are we hitting each other and spitting on each other so much? There has to be another way. Like, do we With not the girl on girl scene? Yeah, they were like beating the shit out of one another. Really violent. And even at the end, like Sasha Gray's ass was like red. And I was like, you do not. This is acting, people. Like, you don't have to you don't have to do this. And I don't know, maybe it's changed significantly in the last 20 years. I hope it has. I hope we're not slapping each other every chance we get. Not every time, but occasionally. Yeah. Have a good time. It was just like, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. It's just like, now yeah. you're just hurting her. I will say the girl on girl scene. I did like, I watched part of it and I was just like, ow, ow. Mm. This seems so violent. I don't like this. It was. Because it was like hate fucking. Yes. You know? But I feel like that was th- sort of through the whole film is this yeah. th- also like misogyny that's kind of running underneath yeah, everything. Totally. That's pretty typical of porn. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like, well, this feels historically accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't terribly wrong. I mean, we even had like, you know, throwback to Wu. You know, he was towards the end one of his last lines was like i don't teach my secrets at a white devil you know what get it good <laughs> you shouldn't i hope the yeah. third one's about woo to be honest like let's get <laughs> let's get pirates three and woo's backstory there's constant character development of woo like even more so in each film so yeah. if yeah. we kickstart pirates three it's mm-hmm. like just the like an origin story Origin, yeah, yeah, it's just the origin yeah. story of Wu. That's it. It's just him being dope. I want to be in what in that movie, and, and like not as like anyone who fucks in it or gets naked or anything. I just like want to be in it, like as an extra or like I don't know, so, like maybe a couple lines. But I just want to participate yeah. in a big budget porn. I think that would be amazing. I also do. I would like to work for like craft services and just like <laughs> know that my whole day is like rehydrating these people. <laughs> You know, oh man, that was a tough one, huh? Yeah, you need this. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's what I want. I want one time to work for a craft services porn, yes. like $8 million budget. That'd be awesome. Hook me up with the Gatorade tanks. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, get out of the shot. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he looks thirsty. I don't know. I mean, sadly, there's no more big budget porns. But I mean, look, if you were in Vegas or LA, I totally would hook you up and be like, hey, these are some people who may or may not need extras. Don't tell them that I told you that. I just want to be involved. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Just like over <laughs> yeah. in the corner, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't film anything near Boston at all. So mm. <laughs> we're dead in the water out here. It's mostly because of all the Boston accents and it just doesn't mm. translate well into mainstream porn. That I feel like that would be a really unpleasant porn to <laughs> Can you imagine? There has to be. Oh, there There has has to be. be, I'm sure there is. I'm sure you could find a heavy Boston accent porn. It's a baby whale, G. And that was not (laughs) Boston at all. I really do live here. I just, I can't do it out of the box. I haven't been outside. My boyfriend is from the Boston area and he does not have an accent. And I was like, what's the point? (laughs) You really only have it if you're from Dorchester. Yeah, he's Which they would say Dorchester. But it really only lives in that tiny little ecosystem. But but the baby whale, Jay, I would like to see a porn retelling of that. 
Please don't send it to me on social media. I want to find it myself organically. I'm begging you to <laughs> not send me links to whatever you find. Um, but I, I hope that it's out there. You know, <laughs> Can you imagine if all of our mainstream porn just happened to be centered around Boston instead of LA and Vegas? Imagine all mainstream porn with a thick Boston accent. <laughs> What would that do to society? Like, imagine, like, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Goodwill Hunting, like, being the voice of all the porn. <laughs> yeah, I really like it when you pocket that. <laughs> wow, you pulled that one out, though. That was great. I can't do it. It's, like, 20 minutes from my house, but... <laughs> I can only, like, do... It's not even the right accent. It's like I just like start sounding like Peter Griffin if I tar- start to do it. So <laughs> well, he's from Quahog. Yeah, so it's, it's it's in the you same know, it's relative in the same area, region. Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only I can only do it if I've recently heard a Sam Adams commercial because they do the your cousin from Boston yeah. thing, and that's that's the only way I can get it. Or if I walk around like my office, then it's <laughs> just rampant. <laughs> I just pictured Julianne Moore from 30 Rock and her Boston character and <laughs> how it's so over-exaggerated. So if you know that rep- reference, you understand how heavy that Boston accent is. When you do Boston, you have to do it hard because otherwise you can kind of sound like you're from New York. Like it sort right. of ends up in the same, like sort of over-exaggerated. Excuse you, but you mean Staten Island. I don't know any parts of New York. I'm sorry. I, yes, I would agree though. With Staten Island, like being the closest because that is a harsh harsh accent staten island is what people don't realize that when you hear for example jersey shore and they're like well i'm gonna go get my coffee uh that is staten island that's That's not new jersey that's not manhattan yeah that's trash that's why even new yorkers are like no this is where we keep our garbage yeah, like New York City's concentration of Trump supporters is in Staten Island. <laughs> just right there. It's just a really different type of place. <laughs> it's why we kept them on an island. <laughs> sort of convenient. It's why we let them think that they vote. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so Boston porn, how do we get back to this actual porn? Affiniation for gold um, guy who attempted to coerce sex. Let's see, what else? So, okay, I'm really bad at names when, like, watching movies. I never can remember what people's names are. I guess the governor, who winds up with I, when he's, like, telling her, like, I killed men. And she's like, that's okay. And then he's like, and women. And she's like, oh, no, why would you do that? (laughs) I was, like, cackling with laughter. He's like, she (laughs) broke my heart. I set her on fire. And he's like, yeah. she's just like, oh, poor baby. You poor thing. I'll fuck yeah. you now. <laughs> Which, to be fair, sounds about right for a lot of girls I know. They're like, oh, my God, you did this horrible fucking thing and you're a piece of shit because a girl broke your heart. I can fix you. <laughs> Even if it's setting women on fire. Yeah. Like, that was so casual to her. And all she said was, why you do that? <laughs> I just realized something with the governor. I remember that I uh, wrote down. So the first time we meet the governor, we don't realize it until like a minute in that he's role playing as a pirate. Yes. Also, very unclear about who those two girls are. 
And so I was like, yes. you're role-playing as fucking the governor's daughters and you're the governor? I have concerns. <laughs> and he called himself Double Dick Willie. And I got really excited. I was like, oh my God, did they hire the one guy who anatomically does have two dicks and is this his acting skills? I was really excited and then was super let down. Wait, I thought he said Devil Dick. Yeah, Devil Dick. Oh. Devil Dick. <laughs> Double Dick Willie would be another fucking story. But yeah, Devil Dick Willie. Never mind. But I'm still really unclear on who the two girls were and if they were yeah. actually sisters or not, because that's disgusting. And yeah. like also why he was role-playing that they were his daughters. I get that incest porn is all the rage, but it's usually in a step type situation. Blood relatives? I don't know. That grosses me out. Makes me a little uncomfortable. I mean, maybe they were going after the Game of Thrones fans like slightly too early. Like mm. we weren't ready for brother-sister incest in 2008, but we were by like 2016. That's like why one of the main reasons I, I did not watch Game of Thrones. I was so grossed out about that. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Um, and I knew that they were actors and thereby not related, uh, but it's still tough to watch. Yeah. Nope. Um, I have a lot of questions. Like as soon as he busted out of that pirate costume, I was like, man... Porn acting is, like, a different thing, right? Way different. And then he stops being, like, a fake pirate and starts... And I was like, oh, never mind. This is staffed by actors. And then the next scene, I was like, no, I can't tell anymore. I don't know what good acting is after watching that movie because no I don't know what bad acting is anymore. I just... It's all blurred together. <laughs> it's no clue. I was fairly impressed with the monsters in this film. The, like, serpent whatever hydra whatever it was, yeah. it was pretty impressive. Like, going back to the CGI thing, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that scene where she, like, slayed him. The stunts were really cool. What's amazing is they set that first monster up as if it was honestly, if you think back to the animated Hercules, it's the same thing. Except after slashing the serpent, it doesn't grow three heads. That mm. was the only difference. It was the same exact scene that they just cut and pasted into there. That's true. So I think I thought the monsters were great. As soon as the movie opened up, I was like, oh shit, these graphics though. And then we started getting into like the skeletons, which I think they just forgot to render properly. Like the way they move <laughs> through the sphere and like the background was like so distracting. I'm like, is this <laughs> skeleton ever seen gravity? Like yeah. what is it doing? <laughs> so as a death historian, how would skeletons walk? <laughs> They don't. They don't do a whole <laughs> lot of walking around. <laughs> My God. I don't want to ruin it for you, but really, they don't. They they don't get out much from where you put them. <laughs> I don't think I want to see what like just my skeleton looks like in motion. I feel like that would be disgusting to watch. <laughs> I would be delighted to return as a, like a sort of like an animated like skeleton version of myself <laughs> for like demon work you know right. what I mean like I want I want the HR generalist job of a skeleton <laughs> army like they bring me back and they're like your job is paperwork I'd be like yeah I deserve that <laughs> god Classic if I got brought me. back as a skeleton they'd be like mm, I don't really I'm not super confident in your skills <laughs> that's why you're background skeletons yeah. you're back there pretending you don't remember what gravity does to your environment <laughs> you're like I'd be like a secretary skeleton I don't know <laughs> are we just describing the origin story of all HR people? <laughs> yeah, that's what this whole thing has been about. 
<laughs> listen, you're going to get conscripted into an army after death. It's not a big deal, but we need to bore you here so your skeleton is perfectly preserved. <laughs> <laughs> we're preparing you is what we're saying. That is the purpose of not being cremated, preparing for our next coming. So speaking of HR, Kraken. I have to say, though, I love not only the CGI of the Kraken, but I felt like they portrayed the Kraken really well because the average Kraken, mythologically speaking, 100 feet, 30 meters in length, weighs about 4,000 pounds, 1,800 kilograms. Description of it looked great. You know, big slug-like thing with tentacles surrounding the mouth. Uh, That's essentially like a massive squid. Did you guys know we uh, only, like, filmed the first, like, a massive super squid, a.k.a. almost Kraken-like creature in 2012? Yeah, I knew it's been really recent. That was, like, the first time one was ever actually, like, caught on camera. Yeah. Nice. I love the ocean. I'm fascinated by like the deep dark ocean. I need to know everything about it. It's just so vast. I feel like you're either like a person who's obsessed with the ocean or one who's like obsessed with space. Ocean. Ocean girl right here. I need to know everything. Space. I would prefer neither. You know, like (laughs) I like living right on the earth's crust, like where I know there's sea You know, there's air, but I get the things I need as, like, a human person with skin that's, like, yeah, you know, on my skeleton. I mean, especially since the one they found, they were like, oh, yeah, it's uh, 46 feet long or, you know, the size of a semi-truck. Insane. And there's, like, millions of there. Millions out there. We don't know how many, but there's, like, millions. (laughs) Just as a casual guess. It's insane because, like, the vast majority of the ocean we haven't even, like, discovered. It's incredible. Terrifying. It's terrifying, but it's so cool. (laughs) And honestly, it terrifies me even more because, for example, like these massive giant squids, genetics show they've been around for 730,000 years. Yeah, I mean, like... we've seen like two. Everything down in the ocean, that's because so much of it is so undiscovered. Shit has been around forever. Like, it's one of those when people don't believe in evolution or like basic science or like how long the planet has existed i'm just like oh my god please read a book like get on the internet i don't know it's so interesting like we came from sea dwelling creatures like some fucking ocean worm decided to get legs and now i gotta pay bills like it's just incredible so you're saying the ocean invented hr Probably. Who is the HR? Who runs the HR of the ocean? You know it's dolphins. You don't oh, you are that. so definitely right. Dolphins. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking assholes. 100%. It's dolphins. That's why they have their own language. It's dolphins, yes. for sure. It's dolphins. For and, you know, sure. they do they do a fair bit of raping to death, so. Yes. Definitely Crazy dolphins. Crazy that dolphins rape. Work. Like, I yes. mean, like. If we're being honest... The white people of the sea. They are the white people of the sea. But I think if we're being honest, most animals technically rape. Yeah, that's true. You know, they just kind of get in there. There's no, like, wild animals besides penguins. You don't see, like, a wolf taking another wolf out to a nice dinner. It's kind of like, I'm in heat. Or, like, being, like, asking for consent. No. Yeah. There's no... That's true. Uh, I live on a farm, and so we we see bird-on-bird violence quite a bit. 
I bet. Oh, birds are horrible. I don't really like they birds are the worst. much. Except for penguins. They are delicious, so that's a bummer. But yeah, our ducks just became teenagers, and so that's like a... Oh, they're probably assholes. <laughs> and they're just doing it all the time. Just mm. all the time. Don't like ducks out of like all the birds have like big dicks. Like I saw like some picture one time of like a duck. Like it was like, this is how ducks like because I'm just like interested in biology. I don't know. It's like a duck anatomy and it was like a duck's giant duck dick. And I was like, that's enough. I don't need to see that. They do come out of nowhere because, like, you're looking at a bird and you're like, where would that even be? It's alarming. Duck penis length, and don't ask me why I know this. Um, so they can be, like, for example, 9.8 inches for a ruddy duck, um, which is more than half its body length. That's insane. Or Like, imagine a human man with a dick half as long as his whole body. Imagine a six-foot-tall person with a three-foot-long dick. And that just being chill. He's very lonely. You just described dread. I mean, like, where are you putting that? How do you wear pants? He doesn't. They're all custom-made. You have to have, like, a pocket on the inside that you just, like, aim for your knee, right? And that's where, like, the bottom is. That's just really upsetting. I, like... Hey, you know what? Some girls are into it. It's not everyone's jam. That's all I'm saying. Well, three feet... I feel like that's... I mean, where are you putting three where feet? Where are you putting to three feet? To be honest. Feet? In like, my closet? I don't have three feet of intestines. No. Okay. I hooked up with a guy uh, like... I think you do. Five. How long are your intestines? I'm Googling this. Well, your intestines are like miles long or something. But no, I remember hooking up with a guy like six years ago who was maybe five Fifteen five. feet. You have room. Don't lie, Nash. <laughs> I have Crohn's disease. Please don't put anything in Okay, there. first of all... That's only anal. Well, my vagina's not three feet. But no, this guy I hooked up with like six years ago was maybe 5'5 five five max, probably more like 5'4. I outweigh him. He was a tiny dude. But he had just like this swagger about him. This man pulled out a 10-inch penis. And truly, I at that point, only 10 inches. But like in comparison to his body, I was like, where the fuck are you keeping this? How do you wear shorts? How do you even exist? I guess that makes sense. Like short kings. Short yeah. kings. Absolutely. Yeah. I am pro short men. Hmm. I'm also a 5'3", so I don't deal with the thing where, like, you want to feel small because they're always taller than me. But um, pretty much every man I've ever been in, like, a serious relationship with has been under 5'9", five, 5'10". Hmm. I'm personally also pro people knowing that the average vaginal canal is three to six inches long. So, yep. guys, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. It's. Yes. Please don't try to get a three foot dick. No, God. It's what we're saying because you're going to be alone. Best sex I've ever had was like with an average, maybe five and a half, six inch penis. Like, there is no need for it to be the length of my arm. Like, that's just unnecessary. Oh, so speaking of large dicks, so yes. Krakens. Yeah. <laughs> I was not able to find information on squid penises. However, I did stumble upon uh, two things that I didn't expect. So the first being is when I decide to look on, okay, is there any interesting information about uh, Krakens? Um, so aside from, you know, drowning ships... They have lairs where they breed human slaves to feed and tend them. 
I didn't anticipate that. I didn't find it in a lot of places, but apparently, I don't know if that's just in D&D or in Legend, but that's out there in the ethos. Huh. And the second, uh, lots of tentacle erotica with Kraken. Yes, yeah, I figured that yep. would exist. A lot of women thinking they could bite off more than they could chew. Ladies, if you're afraid of a three-foot dick, the Kraken isn't for you. No. If you're afraid of an eight-inch dick, like, I mean, like, if you're afraid of anything, like... Take a pass on the Kraken. Even if you're, like, a champ at getting fisted, I feel like Kraken might be a little intense. <laughs> I don't know if this is a PSA or if we need to come out with a pamphlet on don't have right. sex with a Kraken or your, oh. or your limits. Don't mess with the Kraken or it'll break your vagina open. <laughs> yeah, we should get the CDC on this. So, uh, let's see... Anything else we want to call it from this film? Well, I did appreciate the... We were talking about the incredibly racist accent of I saying I rub you over and over again. I did think it was hilarious that she immediately was like, so you'll... So we're together? So I love you? Do you love me? After sex. And I was like, oh, I've been in college before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really human moment. I've let a a guy I just met raw dog me before and thought that he wanted to marry me also. I was 18 and in college, but, um, you know, it's a really human moment. Yeah. And they did end up together, I'm pretty sure. They did. You know, not voluntarily, really. Love. Yeah. But uh, what a love story. (laughs) Excuse you, but he did justify his way into that long-term relationship. He was like, you know what? Let me do some mental gymnastics. And yeah, I think I could stay with her for the long haul. <laughs> he did. That's I true. mean, That's she true. was like down to have a threesome and just wanted to suck him off all the time. So like, honestly, he could do worse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she was willing to not even be a part of that. She was like, yeah. have fun. She's like, oh yeah, you can fuck her as long as you love me. Like, Good for her. That's pretty evolved, in my opinion. Yeah. I am not as confident of a woman. Oh, my God. So already being able to have such trust in the initial stages of a relationship. You know, I think they're going to make it last. I think they're going to make it. Like, trust and communication are really the cornerstones to a successful relationship. And you know what? They got those. Especially because it was his ex that he was, you know, about to rediscover. So, I mean, great for her. Yeah. Props to her for being so secure. He came a long way from trying to burn a woman. Yeah. What a character evolution. <laughs> a love story. Incredible shit. Like, everything. <laughs> I would just like to say, as a summary of this movie, I think we could have removed Stagnetti completely and it would have been the same film. Yes. Was this really his revenge? Like, what exactly did he accomplish? He didn't Nothing? do anything. Nothing. Not shit, he had actually. sex with the jewels, and that was it. About it. it but he okay, had no lines. But he did disappear after he was killed. So obviously, okay. we're setting it up for a third movie. Which may be actually his revenge. Right. Because he didn't do anything did except not. for be he brought didn't back. Do any no. revenging in this one? Not at all. Ladies, quick question. There was a mar- a glowing marble in the beginning of the film. What the fuck happened to that marble no clue. eventually? It became irrelevant. I don't know. Cool. All right. So, guys, there important. was, like, a glowing marble in the beginning of the film. First, like, five minutes, people are guarding with their lives, like, literally eating it. And uh, one woman is, like, uh, pulling it out of someone's, like, stomach to get it. So, I thought I missed something. 
It, wait, didn't they throw it in the ocean to, like, let the guy go down and pick up what's-his-face? Maybe. Stagnetti? Yeah. I like, right. feel like I vaguely remember something with lights happening then. I didn't catch if it was the marble, but, like, something goes into the water and then it's like... Okay, you could be right about that. Maybe it was, like, a homing type thing. I hate not having continuity, so I really hope that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the very obvious thing is that Stagnetti will be coming back for a Pirates 3 at some point. Um, I don't know if they made one. I don't know if they're going to make one. It would be amazing if they made one now. <laughs> yes. Like, Give me the Pirates we deserved. It, the, absolutely. I hope yeah. they do. <laughs> Another $8 million. Let's get some skeleton army happening. Let's like I want to see these HR generalists thrive in a C setting. And I feel like $8 million today when it comes to CGI and like anything you could do you know, with graphics goes a lot further. Yes. Because you can do some incredible shit for no money. <laughs> Although watching Olivia do stunts and then having them CGI'd so she's like moving through this, like the, when they literally just like shrink her yeah. and fly her across the scene, I was like, I would watch an entire movie with the CGI. <laughs> it's incredible. Amazing. I I kind of like it added to the camp, like the campiness yeah. that it was bad graphics. Yeah. It was my favorite thing <laughs> so far. Just, like, watching her do flips and, like, they clearly just, like, grabbed her and, like, shrunk her down and then moved her across the screen. It was... I was in for that. What's depressing is um, the director and the writer, they really don't have, like, a lot under their belts. Like, they have, like, I don't know, something, things like Island Fever, 1, 2, 3, and 4, Virtual Sex, a couple, like, films of that, like, five and then they have, like, the two Pirates films, and that's it. It's pretty much the same with both the writer and the director of this film. And nothing else, no other porns after Pirates 1 or 2. They're like, no, we, we called it. We've done our best work. We're walking away from this. So, number one, I, I wish there was a Pirates 3. Unfortunately, no one's putting money into, you know, creation of storylines nowadays. No. Unless, guys, Kickstarter idea... <laughs> yes that would Do be it. so awesome if we could like inspire a kickstarter for pirates 3 i want to know where stagnetti went because he yeah. was so robbed in this film yes you know they put his name on it he just vanished like there was no closure on that right and that fight scene was like they had an incredible build and then he just gets stabbed like by Reynolds. Right. Well, he what gets are we stabbed, doing? And then he suddenly vanishes. So I want Wu's backstory, but I also want to just know what he's been working on for like 30 years, right? Yeah. It hasn't really been 30 years since 2008, right? That's not true. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I want to see like the time lapse of like him leaving that ship and like watch as the graphics get better as he's just like doing things. Okay, so we need the trilogy to complete Stagnetti's arc, and we need a prequel where we have Wu as like a rampant sex addict who's really good with cannons, which leads up to why he was so efficient with destroying the ships in Pirates 1 and 2. Yes. I think the only men who can do that in the porn industry nowadays are like Axel Braun and Leroy Myers. Not that they need more uh, recommendations on parodies to do, but guys, if you need to know what to spend money on, right. yeah, like it's this one. 
Let's do it. We will promote the shit out of it. <laughs> Let me be an extra. I will provide your craft services. <laughs> I will stand there all day with the Gatorade if that's what it takes to get this movie made. Like I, will I work I on don't this even... film. <laughs> yeah. If for we free. need to film it in Boston for free, we'll do it. <laughs> right. With all Boston accents. Yeah. All Let's Boston do it. accents. Only Boston accents. Stagnetti's revenge, kid. That's what we're saying. <laughs> it's kind of perfect that his name is Stagnetti. <laughs> yeah. Stagnetti. Stagnetti's revenge. <laughs> He's an Italian Catholic from Boston. <laughs> 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 let's do it let's Perfect. fuck it let's just let's just do it get on kickstarter <laughs> i'm sure we can find some people that will just like hang around and like do it like just totally. on the weekends like we'll get it done we'll get it done <laughs> we got gatorade we've got bjs i can just buy it in bulk i'll be ready <laughs> like we could totally do this what if we did it like would they come after us for copyright I think you have, like, the parody law that covers yeah. the parody of the parody, right? Agreed. Like, you can go two levels down. I feel like we could do it. Plus, like, Stagnetti was robbed. Like, <laughs> this was his big moment, and he didn't get it. So, Nash, where can our listeners find more of you? Well, I'm on the internet everywhere at It's Nash Flynn, uh, but you can also hear me talk about death and comedy on my podcast. It's called Death and Friends. It is with my fantastic co-host, Angel Luna. He's wonderful. Um, and we frequently make ourselves sad, but also we can laugh about it sometimes. Awesome. Perfect. And Meredith, where can our listeners find more of you? Um, on Twitter and OnlyFans at the Meredith, and on Instagram at Actually Meredith, and you can listen to my podcast, uh, Like a Virgin is what it's called. All of these are linked um, on my website, MeredithActually.com. Amazing, and guys, you can find more of the show. You can find the video episodes of this show over at Patreon.com/slash/TwoGirlsOnMike. Uh, also, you could find the podcast at all places at TGOM Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You guys can find me, Alice, over at all places at Rational Blonde. Uh, but of course, please leave us a comment, a review. Please tell your friends or maybe your family, depending how <laughs> open you are with your family. But of course, catch us here next week and make sure to like and subscribe. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.